0: Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, today I've got the second part of my conversation with Jeffs Svoboda of Jackets Insider, so I'm just gonna get right into it.
1: Speaking so of uh, Matt Bazar, obviously RFA, unsigned. We have our own unsigned RFA in uh, Caleb Dubois. What, like, do you think that gets done sooner, later? Like, what kind of numbers do you think? large camp's coming in with what kind of numbers do you think? The Blue Jackets campus coming in with, like, do you think, like, how do you think that goes, that happens?
2: Yeah, and that's the biggest question, and obviously a lot of fans are kind of freaked out about that, but, it, you know, it's one of those situations where, you know, PLD is not the only restricted free agent out there at the moment. Uh, you know, you look at around the league, and there's, there's a bunch of them, and it's, it's, not, it's not a time to panic. Uh, you know, like, Zach Wierinski didn't sign until, you know, pretty much a day before training camp last year. So I'm not sitting here too worried, and, you, know, you know, PLD's, you know, he's got a new place in Columbus. He's not going anywhere. It's going to get worked out. You know, it's one of those situations where, as 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 worried as people are, it's going to get worked out. Uh, and you can sit here and wonder how it's going to get worked out, and that's pretty fair. You know, is he going to sign a, a bridge deal? Is he going to sign a three-year deal uh, and try to you know get himself uh, you know just hit you know unrestricted free agency when he can you know closer down the road? Is he going to sign a long-term deal and, and things like that? Uh, you know, I, a, lot, a lot of that depends sort of on the cap. I think the Jackets are a little closer to the cap than people kind of realize uh, at the moment. Um, so, I mean, they've, yarmo has got to kind of make the numbers work. Um, what does PLD want versus what they want? Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily know where each camp is kind of coming from there. Um, but it's going to get worked out at the end of the day. And my sense is it's probably going to be a shorter deal than a, rather than a long-term deal. Um, that's just my guess. That's just my gut feeling. I don't necessarily have any insight information on that, even though I'm Jackets Insider. Uh, I just kind of feel like that's where it's going to end up. Um, but that's just my, my gut feeling, my, my read on it, but it's going to get done. Now, that's the bottom line. So I'm not too terribly worried about that. I know.
1: Cause that was, I, I remember seeing that was one of the, one of the sticky points for Josh Anderson was he wanted a long-term deal. And Columbus maybe didn't feel comfortable because of like his production this season, obviously he was injured, but I think it's, an interest, it's interesting to see like, they don't want to give Josh Anderson a long-term deal. Are they more willing to give tomorrow a long-term deal? I think I, when I think about it, I would sit and say maybe, you know, three years, and that takes him still RFA after that. So I think that's that's kind of what they, the ideal situation, I think, for both both teams.
2: Yeah, that's just kind of my gut feeling of where it's going to end up, uh, just for a variety of reasons. But at the end of the day, I think they would sign him to a long-term contract. Uh, I think there was concerns there with Josh Anderson and just, that relationship had kind of gotten to the point where, you know, it was much different than it is with Pierre with Dubois. I think, you know, they have a good relationship with PLD. He's 21 years old. He has the potential to be the face of the franchise uh, going forward. Uh, He's, he's a great player. He's already a first line center at 21 years old. Um, They know what they have there. I don't know that there's any acrimony at this point. It's just taking some time to get worked out, but I think at the end of the day, you know, he's going to sign here and he's going to be here for a long time.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what, that's what we want to hear. I just I, I like, but for me personally, I think about like the Ryan Johansson contract issues of a couple of years ago, and obviously it's a very different situation. But I think Blue Jackets fans, especially, have been burnt by contract negotiations kind of going sour, and then the next thing you know, the player's you know on his way on his way out of town. So
2: yeah, well, this front office does have that reputation. I mean, Josh Anderson held out pretty much an entire training camp, you know, a couple of years ago. Uh, they had the situation with, uh, Johansson where that was a pretty acrimonious, uh, deal there for a while. So, I mean, and they've earned it and you can sit here and say that, uh, you know, even though I work for the team, I'm willing to say it. I mean, this is a a bit of a reputation that they do have as they're looking uh, at some of these guys, but you know, they're, they're kind of, uh, um, I guess, uh, opinion of of it is, you know, is is they have, you know, they kind of have a little bit of power here early in these negotiations you know, when these guys are restricted free agents. And so, you know, this is their time to use it. And when the guy gets to being an unrestricted free agent, if he wants to use his leverage at that point, uh, you know, he's more than welcome to do it. It's kind of, you know, it's it's the yin-yang, and I guess, of contract negotiations. Um, And it it is worth also pointing out now, though, that they do have a new person in charge of contracts in the front office. Uh, Bill Zito was the guy who did pretty much all the contract negotiations for, uh, you know, a fairly long time under uh, Yarmulkeke line. And he's gone to Florida now, uh Josh Flynn is in charge, uh, so it'll be interesting to see if that changes things a little bit. You know, they got this thing done with Gabrikov and you know, people are worried about that one. And suddenly, that deal gets done. So, um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, but they do have that reputation. It, is it earned? Probably. Um, and so, th- I think that's why fans get a little bit worried. Um, but in this one, I'm, I'm still not worried. I still think at the end of the day, it's going to get figured out, and both teams, both sides, will be pretty happy. I think both sides know what they want out of the whole deal, so I'm, I'm not sitting here freaking out about the whole thing. Good now
1: I'm pretty sure that they're probably going to announce it while I'm recording a podcast at some point because that's what they did for, I think, every off-season move so far. So I was recording when they signed Gabriel Carl. I was recording when they traded Murray. I was recording when they signed Kobe. So at this point, I'm just like, if I turn my microphone on. I expect to check Twitter 20 minutes later and find... And yeah, find it makes a podcast out of
2: date pretty quickly, but I can tell you it's not going to be during this one. <laughs>
1: How much notice do you kind of get in terms of, this is not a question I've had to ask, I'm just curious, how much notice do you get in terms of like,
2: uh, if a
1: contract signing is coming or if a trade is coming, like do you get a lot of advance notice or do you kind of find out with everyone else? Yeah it's, a little, reliable,
2: it's yeah, it's a little bit of inside baseball, but we do get, uh, you know, because we have, I'm, I'm part of the social media department, technically, the way that the organization is structured. So, you know, if a trade is coming down the pipe, um, you know, we've started, we've got to start getting the plan ready as for how we're going to announce this, you know, we've got to get, you know, like a jersey swap made, and we've got to get, you know, the graphics made for this kind of thing. So there is a bit of a heads up there. Now, since I am a team employee, um, I don't get, I don't, I'm, you know, I don't get to say anything until the official, until it's official, you know, it's past the NHL clearinghouse, the whole thing is made, you know, until we, and basically until we announce it as a team, uh, I don't get to put it on Twitter or anything like that. But, you know, we do have a heads up um, when these things are coming usually. So, you know, it, yeah, they, 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 you're kept in the loop, certainly, because just the the, the the fact that has to come, okay, you know, how are we going to, you know, with when like the Max Domi trade, you know, our social media department finds out about it, because we got to start, you know, kind of getting the plan together of how we're going to announce this, you know, being ready to make sure we're, we're putting the tweets out and Instagram and all those things. Um, from my perspective, it's like, okay, I'm working with our PR department is like, can I get Max on the phone? Uh, you know, when can he be available, things like that. So there's a lot of stuff that starts happening behind the scenes before these things get announced. So, you know there is a little bit of a of a heads up, and it's not days in advance, but when these things are coming down the pipe, uh, where it's a it's a coordinated organizational response to kind of do everything we can to 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 do it the right way and get as much info out there for the fans as possible. So yeah, it, it, there is there is some advance notice from that because you, you do have to be able to get that out there and, and try to get as much to the fans as you can.
0: And we have just a minute. I've got more talk with Jeff about all things Blue Jackets, but first let me tell you a bit about BuildGo. Uh, Built Go is really awesome. Uh, It is a healthy replacement for your energy drink uh, and it's not, you know, fake energy with, you know, tons of sugar and tons of caffeine. It is lasting and it is natural. Uh, I got some Built Go and I've been using it pre-workout. I've been using it um, just like if I'm having a tough day, uh, if I have that kind of mental or physical wall that I really need to break through then Built go will help me do that. Uh, it comes in these little like one and a half ounce packages so you can just like throw it in your briefcase as you go to work or you can put it in your gym bag, and uh, you know, or you can even just throw it in your pocket and if you need it, it's there. Uh, it is the best workout gel on the market. Uh, it's like drinking a five hour energy without that same kind of caffeine crash. Uh, it's like drinking a monster energy drink, but with way better results. And they come in three really delicious flavors. Uh, my favorite is the chocolate mint, but they also have a really good chocolate coconut flavor and a peanut butter honey. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of peanut butter, so I was really pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed the peanut butter honey. Um... But how does it work, you ask? Well, it combines the energy gel with uh, collagen protein, which is fast-absorbing, so it gets into your system fast, and it's really easy on the stomach and the digestive system. Uh, And it's loaded with stuff like beta-alanine, B3 uh, vitamins, honey, and just a little bit of caffeine to keep you going. Uh, It also has uh, vitamin B12, B6, and the collagen actually promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. So, you know, not only does this stuff make you feel good, it makes you look good. So, if you go to builtgo.com and use promo code LOCKED, you will get 30% off your next order. So, that's promo code LOCKED for 30% off at builtgo.com. Remember, you can find LockedOnBlueJackets at LO underscore BlueJackets on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Jay the goalie. And if you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com.
1: That's really interesting because I so I do a little bit of work for um, some of the local teams here. And so last season, before everything got shut down, obviously there, there was a couple of like big news stories, um, like teams signing guys later on but the one thing that always sticks out to me is we had a guy uh, come out like I don't know, before the Pride weekend and he basically just kind of dropped it on Twitter and I was talking to the social media guy of his team like how much warning did you get and he was like well he told me this morning and then he tweeted and so like that <laughs> kind of it's really interesting to see kind of the, the difference between kind of such a big scale organisation like that where there's so many moving pieces to
2: yeah. And sometimes, yeah. And I mean, they, they try to give us as much as they can, but sometimes these things aren't known until, you know, they, they, a lot of times these deals come together quickly, especially as you get into a day like the free agency uh day or the trade deadline day. Um, you know, there's not a lot of time necessarily. I mean, if they're working on a big trade, maybe, you know, for weeks, you know, but that doesn't, it usually doesn't happen that way. I mean, these things, they, they come together pretty quickly, uh, at the end of the day. So, uh, it, there's not like, you know, we don't find out days in advance that these things are coming down the pipe, you know, it's a uh, but we do get a little bit of time, <laughs> yeah.
1: I know the, the one for me is always like the um the Seth Jones for Ryan Johansson trade seemed to just kind of materialize out of thin air. Like, I I checked Twitter and there was nothing there, and then I checked it maybe like five minutes later, and it was just like my entire timeline was just oh, the traders is Ryan Johansson, and so like that was.
2: Yeah, I think that was even. I think that was like even after a game. If if I remember. was that after a game or was it the day after? I can't remember exactly, but it did come. Yeah, but it was one of those deals people had kind of rumored and talked about for a while. So you know, I think there was a sense that that might happen, but the actual decision to hey, we're making this trade and it's happening. I think it you know it comes together pretty quickly, and I think you know like the Domi deal. I would say you know this was it happened the first day of the draft, and you know these teams have probably talked about this deal for. For weeks ahead of that you know both teams kind of knew where what each situation was but the actual decision that hey we're going to do this you know it comes together pretty quickly the actual all right let's go let's pull the trigger so even if it's being talked about for a while uh the actual decisions usually come together in a very rapid amount of time uh but that's fun that's when you get to you know uh, the uh that's kind of like your uh, your super bowl it's when you have to start working you have to work hard and you have to work smart and the energy, the adrenaline's flowing and it's uh, that's when it gets fun
1: um, So I asked some of the the podcast listeners for like some of the questions that they would want to ask. Uh, So first one, uh, what's your favorite road trip with the the jacket? Uh,
2: That's one I get quite a bit and it's a hard one to answer. I mean, anytime you're going somewhere warm in January, uh, that's a great one. Um, I love Tampa. I've got friends. Yeah. <laughs> I've got friends in Tampa um, and the atmosphere down there. It's, it's one of the best. If you're a Blue Jackets fan who's never been to a game in Tampa or just a hockey fan who's never been to a game in Tampa, you have to go. Uh, it's such a great setup. Um, you know, again, if, especially if the games in January, I would highly recommend it. But um, it's a great fan base. It's a great arena. It's a great place for the, you know, it's right on the waterfront. Um, so, I mean, that's, that one's always one of my favorites. You, know, you can go to the beach the day before the game. Yeah, you, know, you can't beat that. Um, we love—I mean, we love going to Vegas and Nashville because those are always you know very fun cities. Uh, or even New York City. Anytime you go to New York City, you're going to have fun. Um, but the one that the two the two coolest places that I had never been to um, before uh, I got this job and that I didn't know how cool they were, but it, they're always a blast. Um, and maybe it's because they're both in Canada. They're both very unique cities. Uh, but Vancouver and Montreal are probably my two favorite road trips because Montreal's—I mean, it's a European city uh, in North America. It's just such a unique place. It's such a fun city. The architecture is amazing. The bell center is a fantastic place to watch a game. Um, I just love being in Montreal. Uh, nothing bad to say about it. So that one's one of my favorites. And then Vancouver is just, it's gorgeous. It's one of the most gorgeous cities I've ever been in. Uh, it's, you've got the waterfront, you've got the forest and you've got the mountains all right there. Um, as far as like sightseeing and as far as it's just being a great city as well. Um, I love the Vancouver trip. So those are the two that kind of, I didn't know that I would, I mean, anyone can say New York city. It's a great city. I've been been to New York city plenty of times. I love to go there. You know, Madison Square Garden's awesome. Nothing bad to say about it. Um, but the two that kind of took me by surprise, I didn't know a lot about, um, Vancouver and Montreal are the ones that I would say, if you get a chance to take those trips and I don't think you're going to be disappointed.
1: Yeah. I, I've done Vancouver a few years ago. Uh, that was, yeah, I was really surprised by how much, I loved it. Montreal's been on my list for a long time. Eventually I'm going to see the Blue Jackets play in, in all 31, yeah. 32 <laughs> cities, but yeah, Montreal's definitely high on my list for sure. Um, what's the most enjoyable part of your job? Like you have, like in my opinion, you have almost like a dream job. Like I would love to do this for a living, but like what's the, what's your favourite favorite yeah. thing about it?
2: Yeah, I mean, and you're right, it is in a lot of ways it is. And I'm very lucky to have it. And I don't ever take that for granted. Uh, because, you know, I, I had before I had taken this job, I had never work in worked in professional sports, I had never covered a professional team, I'd spent a lot of time in uh, college football, uh, this being Ohio, that being a big deal. Um, so it, I wasn't quite sure what it was going to be like, but it, it is great. Um, and the two things that stand out the most, I would say is one, we're just working for a great organization. I mean, I, I work with a lot of very fun, very talented people um, from the top on down, uh, whether it be hockey ops, whether it be players, um, whether it be the people on our social media team uh, and video teams who I work with the most closely, most closest. However, I'm trying to say that, um, you know, I work with a lot of great people. And so it's, it's fun to go to work every day. So, I mean, I, I'm very lucky that I have that. and um, So that is a very enjoyable part of my job. But the other thing is just, and we were just talking about it, is the travel. Um, it gets tiring. And you know, there there are days where you're just like, I don't want to go to Buffalo in February for the second time in two weeks, um, which we did do this past season. Um, But by and large, I mean, the travel was awesome. You get to see so many cool places and go so many places you wouldn't necessarily think you'd ever get to go. You know, I said, I'd never been to Vancouver. And now I get to go once a year. And it's awesome. And I'd never been to Montreal. And now, you know, once or twice a year, we're there. And it's really cool. And you know, I get to go see friends all across the country. Um, I get to see, you know, we got to go to Lake Louise, we got to go to Banff you know, up in the west of Canadian Rockies and just so many places I never thought I'd get to go. Um, and we get to do them and I get to sit on the plane and, you know, walk onto the plane and sit there and fly wherever the, the team's going. Uh, and that's an incredible perk of the job. And uh, again, something I don't take for granted, but it's really cool because it's someone like me who loves to travel. Uh, like I say, it gets, it gets a little tiring, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to complain about it. it. It's, it's really cool uh, to have that ability. Uh, and you factor in then working with good people and a, a good job. And it's, it's, it really is a blast. Uh, uh, I'm really lucky. You know, I can't wait to get started again to kind of get it back going because uh, I miss it and I miss the people I work with and I miss the broadcasters. Uh, you know, we have so much fun when we go on the road. Uh, I, I miss everyone. Uh, I've been working from home since, since March and so it's tough because, uh, you know, you spend in a normal season, you, you spend six months of, of your life, you spend more time with your coworkers and your family, honestly, in a lot of ways. Uh, and so I miss everyone. So I, I can't wait to get it going again because I really do miss it.
0: Wait just a minute, I've got some more really fun stuff from Jeff, uh, but first let me tell you a little bit about Built Bar. Uh, Built Bar is back, uh, they have a bunch of great new flavours for you to try, um, each bar is low in carbs and high in protein, and honestly they are friggin' delicious uh i'm super excited about the new flavors we've got a caramel brownie we've got cookies and cream we've got cherry barcia we've got lemon almond cheesecake we've got we've got apple almond crisp and my personal favorite uh carrot cake uh and i know a lot of these like protein bars market themselves as you know delicious and nutritious and actually they kind of taste like someone dipped a piece of sawdust into chocolate and just mashed it together But Built Bar legitimately tastes just like an actual candy bar, Um, and you know, as a person who tries to eat healthy but really loves candy bars, these are kind of perfect for me. Uh, Right now, Built Bar is giving you a free cooler with every purchase while stocks last, and if, like me, your apartment is constantly at like 80 degrees or above and you don't want to have to get up to go to the fridge every time you want a snack, these coolers are perfect to kind of live on your desk and keep your Built Bars in. Uh, and with the offer code locked on, all one word, you can get 10 bucks off your first order. Uh, if you want to watch your weight or you just love treats, you know, run, don't walk to builtbar.com and find a new favorite flavor today. Don't forget to click subscribe on Locked On Blue Jacket, and you can get it downloaded directly onto your phone with minimal effort. Uh, I like the Apple, just the plain Apple Podcast app. But we're on Spotify. We're on all sorts. So run, don't walk.
1: Were you disappointed when the Finland trip got cancelled? Because mm-hmm. I was really excited for for that for the Blue Jackets coming over to Europe because obviously it's a lot closer. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously everything got shut down. So that's I think that's something that could be really fun for like, the team to the employees for like not just seeing a, a blue jacket game but getting to go somewhere like finland which is just really really cool country
2: yeah i was very much looking forward to that and i can't wait till we actually do get to do that uh because that was going to be a great trip and and one of the fun things of the job is again you get to meet kind of know the players a little bit and the finnish guys you know i had never really known people from finland before i took this job um but the finnish guys are awesome i mean they're some of my favorite guys on the team like corpus uh, I, I was so sad to see New get traded because he was to me it was probably the funniest guy in the team. I just love talking to him. They all have that sort of dark finished deadpan sense of humor. Um, but they're all really just super nice guys. Uh Corpy has that sense of humor. You don't you wouldn't necessarily realize it with Corpy, but he can be one of the funniest guys on the team. Uh Vaney Vavalinen, the the minor league goalie, I love him, just a funny guy. Uh they're all super funny, they're all very nice. I, and I was really looking forward to seeing that country. So hopefully, you know whether it be this year whenever that happens uh they're still going to try to have us do that um i'm really looking forward to that trip because it's going to be a blast
1: yes yeah. that kind of leads really neatly into into another one of my questions uh so what, Who's your favorite player to interview or like is there a player that you think is really kind of underrated in terms of you know he's quiet or he doesn't get interviewed a lot or maybe his english isn't as good as he would like it to be before you know he appears on camera or whatever like, yeah. Who do
2: you think is your favorite underrated interview, I guess? Yeah, that's a good question. That's always and I love to talk about this because I can talk about their personalities a little bit, which sometimes you know, I try to you try to bring these personalities to people, but sometimes, you know, you just don't know how well it comes across. Um and so I would say, I mean, Nick is always great. Uh just the genuine article. He is he is everything he seems to be. Um and he, he wickedly funny as well, which is also a very uh <laughs> a very fun thing. So uh, I, I really always enjoy talking to Nick. Um, I'm, I'm going to miss the heck out of Nutavara. Um Again, one of the funniest guys you'll ever come across. Just this great deadpan sense of humor. Um, Scott Harrington is one of the absolute nicest guys in the world. Um, and will fill up your recorder. So I, I will, I, I love Scott Harrington. Uh, just super nice guy. Um, I think this has became more and more clear to everyone over the past year, but Vladislav Gavrikov is just so funny. Uh, just has an incredible personality. Um, and I, for a guy who was, and speaks English, but wasn't tremendously comfortable with it still. Um, I think he's going to be more and more of that as he gets more comfortable here. Uh, and so I'm really excited to, you know, spend the next couple of years talking to Vlad because he is one of, he is absolutely hilarious. Uh, so those are some of the guys that kind of stand out. Um, Alvar Bjorkstrand's a really nice guy. Um, not necessarily the best interview, but a very nice guy. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, you get to know who the good interviews are. I mean, Elvis is obviously, you never know what he's going to say um, has a great personality. So I always enjoy talking to him. Um, a guy who's a little bit maybe underrated, but who have, I think once you get to know him is a really good guy is Zach Wierinski. Um, I think if he's, if he's in a scrum and there's like 10 people crowding around him, he's just not going to be that interesting. Um, and, and so when I first met him, I just wasn't sure kind of what his personality was, but the more I've gotten to know him and you know, if, if you get him one-on-one and talk to him and you know, he, I really like him quite a bit too. Um, he's a really good guy. Uh, and I really enjoy talking to him when it's just the two of us because, you know, it, it, you really do kind of get to uh, the, the personality comes out a little bit more. So I really like him and he's got a great dad as well. Uh, Ken's always fun to talk to. So uh, they, a lot of them have fun parents too, which is the funny part. But, um, you know, it, it's well, by and large, it's a group of of good guys. I mean, it really is. And so there's not a whole lot of times you walk in the locker room and be like, oh my God, I got to talk to this guy today. Uh, it's usually pretty good.
0: And I think that's all the time we have for today. Tomorrow. Nope, not tomorrow. Next week, so Monday, uh, I will have the end of my conversation with Jeff, and who knows, maybe there will be some hockey news by then. Uh, But I will see you on Monday.